everybody welcome to therapist take we are on basically episode two of what is going to be the uh, eventually be on a podcast of uh, uh, therapist take and so we're going to talk today about the fundamentals of self-care and so don't go anywhere All right, we are back. <laughs> We're back. That's how they do on podcasts, right? We're back. Was it podcasts? After, yeah, after commercials and stuff. Or like, I feel like back. it's just recorded, and so I don't know if they say we're back. Oh well, the ones I listen well, to, maybe, they maybe ha- we're listening. They, to they actually podcasts. have sponsors, though. So That's they have, true. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's a different ball game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Uh, we appreciate people that are have tuned in to listen to this. So if you are listening to this on the podcast, this was pre-recorded way in advance because yes. we, uh, at the time of recording this, we are waiting to get a few of these under our belt before we put them on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So you can watch Therapist Take live on YouTube. We record these live um, with our video cameras and everything. And, um, and it's also on our Facebook page, which we will put the links on your screen and in the description of the videos so that you have those. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, the links will also be in the show notes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm getting the lingo down now. Yeah. Good there job. Go. How are you doing, Carrie? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going mean, to... It's the right question to ask, right? Yeah, we're, you're right. We it's are the talking perfect about, question to ask for today. You're right. Fundamentals of self-care. Mm-hmm. So, which, don't, do you, don't you think that therapists... Uh, Sometimes, like, do you ever feel like when you're talking about self-care with clients, you're like, like, I really, like, I hope they don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> they don't know. I don't like, know what you're talking myself. about. Right. You're like talking about you need to get better sleep. And you're like, man, last night I was up to like two in the morning. And, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. that one's not mine because, you know, I'm asleep. Right. Yeah, right? of I'm, course. Right. That one is not mine. You can't talk to me after 830. That's right. true. Yeah. Um, do you ever? F- yeah, sure. Of course. I think that. One of the reasons we're talking about this today is because I think it's something that you and I probably talk about so often we don't even notice it. Right. Right. But it's also something that if I really sit back and evaluate, if I'm not talking about it, then I'm doing a disservice as a clinician. It's just too important. It's too basic. Right. Basic doesn't mean simple or easy. Basic means foundational, in, sure. in my opinion. Right. And so, sure, when I'm talking about with clients, it's easy to go, oh, hmm, did I really hit that nutrition thing that's <laughs> right. on or... Uh, did I not so much? Yeah, it's, right. it's, I don't know that we're ever completely 100% executing in all those basic self-care areas. Well, that's also the reason why I think that we have to go revisit the basics. Be, I mean, that's how sports is yeah. too, right? I mean, sure. most uh, major league baseball players are still hitting off tees. You know, I, I don't know what it is about us that we kind of, it with if we don't remind ourselves and practice the fundamentals, we just kind of gravitate away from them. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know why that's, it seems to be kind of a natural, maybe it's entropy, you know, kind of a natural uh-huh. move toward chaos. I don't know, but m- it's good to go back and maybe revisit it's just the basics. A, it's, yeah, maybe it's a, a question of focus, right? That every now and again, you need to go back to focusing <clears throat> on the basics, right? To reiterate that they stay foundational or the base of that pyramid. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I agree because... I guess, you know, you uh, like anything else, if you take something for granted, it gets neglected and mm-hmm. without the right type of nurturance or uh, attention, it 
doesn't work right, right. anymore. Right. And one thing, I mean, I'm not, I would not say I'm the poster child of self-care, but I think one, for, as being a therapist and two, as I've just kind of, you know, crossed the threshold into my forties three years ago, <laughs> <laughs> um, that, uh, I am a lot more focused on it. Like I'm always looking for, uh, new things. And I've really kind of gotten into like the realizing, I guess, the importance of, uh, of just small changes, like, I guess kind of like atomic habits and uh, like the book, yeah. uh, uh, atomic habits. Um, so like, uh, you know, one of my favorite podcasts, which I think is also one of yours is the Huberman Labs. Oh yes. I enjoy that one. You know, and I just have taken away so many things just from listening to those podcasts, just the small things. Like I mentioned this last time, it was like flipping the lights on in the morning when you wake up to kind of increase your photon absorbance mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to help you be more energized and stay awake. And I try to do that every morning now. Yeah. You know, and just things like that are always real helpful. So Yeah. Well, let's identify what the basics are. And yeah. then we can really talk about, I think, identifying them and then perhaps maybe setting those maybe awareness building goals or something. Sure. How about I'm going to take notes while you identify them. Oh, <laughs> okay. You're passing the buck. Well, yeah. I, I think of the basics, and I, you can find this in a lot of literature, so we're just kind of spitballing it here, but sleep, which we've already mentioned, right? Because right. sleep is when your brain kind of like dumps the garbage and leaves room for the new. And so if you're mm-hmm. not getting adequate, regular sleep, you just kind of think about the idea that you got all that junk building up, right? right. So sleep, exercise, moving your body, right? Keeping your body strong and active mm-hmm. and, and uh, mobile, right? That's an incredibly important mm-hmm. one for your physical health, but for your mental health, it's significant, right? And there's been study after study after study and even some really good studies around how many minutes per week to get mental health benefits, right? So Mm -hmm. sleep, exercise. The next one is nutrition, right? So making sure that Mm -hmm. you're actually getting quality ingredients into your life, right? You're actually Mm -hmm. getting the right fuel that you need for your body. And um, that doesn't mean when, this isn't about saying eat a certain way, but mm-hmm. eating the way that's best for you, right? Taking in what you need. Right. Um, the next one is going to be getting enough sunlight. You mentioned photons, right? right. That's why seasonal affective disorder sure. often is maybe not the only, but is part of the reason why um, people tend to have mood and energy changes when they're getting less sunlight. And it's about vitamin D, but it's also about just the, in general the energy right, right? that you get from light, especially regular scheduled light. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, the next one is healthy relationships and healthy interactions, right? So that making sure that you have um, regular time in environments that are safe and loving, stimulating, fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really important to mental health. And what was the other one that I was going to mention? I know I've forgotten. What's the other one? Um, so, uh, I don't know. Like, it'll probably come to me. I'm sure it will as we yeah. get to talking about it. But it, one thing I want to mention to you, going back to kind of the what I what I always call just the big three: sleep, diet, and exercise. You know, um, have you heard of that book called Outlive? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, can't, yeah. I can't remember the author's name of it. Do you? Peter Atia. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Um, it's a really fascinating book, uh, and uh, you know, I'll make sure to include that in the resources on the show notes or the description. But the um, he talks about. Like, of course, science now has shown that, you know, sleep is 
like that's sleep is the the main dude right mm-hmm. now you know the mm-hmm. head honcho when it comes to self-care like if you're not getting good sleep then you you can be completely dysregulated sure. you know and so it's not saying the others aren't important but right without uh, adequate sleep you're you're kind of messing everything else up possibly mm-hmm. so but then there's this you know our and, and you can probably reflect on this too at least how i've experienced our culture over the last 20 years at least like around you know the turn of the century uh this really big push for diet uh-huh. you know, nutrition sure. you know all these fad diets coming out and you know it's all about what you eat and um <clears throat> processed food no processed foods right. and just um, things like that you see all the new stores that are popping up and things yep. and and what he's what he talks about on that he's like as much as diet is important so he's not definitely not going to say it's it's not important at all but he's like exercise is still king yeah. when it comes to those two well i heard him say that when he started the book he would have said sleep nutrition then exercise and as he dug in he flipped right then it was sleep exercise then nutrition right yeah so movement is is so crucial and as i you know i you know i probably would have said the same thing to be honest with you in fact when i've polled people on my mm-hmm. own just asking them they always put diet sure and i think it's just because it you know like just the emphasis is just put on diet in sure. the last 20 years is substantial you know so everybody's thinking about you know of course what you put in your body and it does matter but uh you know if you're not moving your body you know and getting that exercise in that Mm -hmm. um your my guess is is that your diet isn't going to be as effective right right and so um but those the the big three i think we got if we're going to talk about fundamentals of self-care yeah yeah you got to talk about sleep, diet, and exercise. Mm-hmm. I mean, or see, I did it right there. Did you hear me? You sure did. You sleep, them. exercise, and dieting. Uh-huh. You know, so, but again, I think what happens a lot of times is people get fixated on like these are, you know, really huge endeavors. I know, right? Right, and, and I got to tackle them all at once, right? You know, type thing, especially with diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, I think with sleep, it's like okay, you know, I can go to bed a little earlier. I can stay off my phone if I wake up in the middle of the night and. So on and so forth, you know, but it's like, oh man, like I, I got to, I got to change about how I do everything related to my diet and I got to start going to the gym five days a week. And and I think people just get overwhelmed by that and then they just don't do any of it. Yeah. The perfectionist, the overwhelmed. But I also think that the reason we're talking about this today and we're not health experts, we're not medical doctors, right? We're talking about this because this is about self-care. Yeah, mental health. Mental health, sure. If you can think of sleep and exercise and diet from this is how I take best care of myself, I think that's different than looking at it from I must be fit, I must be a vegetarian. Um, Because that those can can come from a place of criticism or... Um, limiting right um, the way that you live mm-hmm. and I think if you think of things from self-care it's actually an expansive perspective like I'd like to live a quality life right mm-hmm. I'd like to be healthy and and not hurt <laughs> my body not hurt I'd like to go to bed and wake up and feel like I can tackle the day that's different than I better get eight hours of sleep or right mm-hmm. so that's part of the reason we're talking about it from this framework of what do you notice about when you eat a certain way? What do you notice about when you exercise? What do you notice about how you exercise? Mm-hmm. 
and thinking of it from this is a way that I'm taking care of myself. Right. So, of course, with with us being mental health and relationship experts, that I, what the angle that I come at it, which I think is also the angle you're coming at it, is we're looking at what is what is my relationship with right. food, right. what is my relationship with my body, mm-hmm. you know, or with my appearance, or mm-hmm. what's my relationship with just with physical activity. Mm-hmm. And um, because I think when you take the relational approach to it, you dive into, you know, whatever psychological barriers that may exist that keep you from doing it, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's that's one reason why I like the Noom app so much. So like if, you know, I kind of wrote off uh, uh, fad diets years ago. And when Noom came around, I was like really skeptical about about it. And I started looking into it and. Nooms, they do have some, you know, things to they, to do and psychoeducational type things with food, nutrition, and exercise, and really good stuff. But their primary focus is the psychology of the issue. So your, you know, your relationship with food or your relationship, your your mental hangups with, um, you know, comfort eating and and so on and so forth. And that I can get behind because it's they're not saying that um, you have to be a certain weight to be valued, to be valuable now. So like you have lost value because you, um, you know, way more than the average person does or because you can't fit in the pair of pants that you, you wore when you were, you know, in high school or something. That, and it's really learning to l- l- you know, to take care of yourself, not so that you can be good enough, but because you already are good mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. So I, I take care of myself because I like me, not mm-hmm. so I can like me. Right. Right. And I think like that's, and I know like just in my own personal journey, that's not, that's hard, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, what if, what if, what if I like me? And I'm just like, then I don't make any changes <laughs> at all. Right. I'm like, you know, and I was like, well, at least you would like you still, you know, sure. I, mean, I guess that's possible. But I think that you're just more apt to do the work to take care of yourself when you like the person you're yeah. just looking back at you in the mirror. Well, you know? I always tell clients, because I think this is true, that being harsh and critical about yourself will start you somewhere, but it won't keep you there. So you may think I've got to get better sleep, so I'm going to have to put my phone down and blah, blah, blah. But if it's from a critical, angry, you lazy, you know, your brain is fried, you got to sleep, it may start it. But to stay someone who takes good care of themselves via sleep, exercise, Mm -hmm. and nutrition, it probably needs to come from a place of, I love me, I like me, I want to take the best care of me that I can, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to bed at a reasonable time tonight because I want to take good care of myself rather than because I better. If not, I'll be so mad at myself. Right, yes, of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, or you know, I like the way I feel when mm-hmm. I, when I don't eat cereal right before I go to bed mm-hmm. or something, which is uh, not my issue, by the way. No, never. Of course, I'm not going to mention my stuff. Never. <laughs> but no, it's for real. Like there are definitely, I've realized as I pay more attention to my body, as I think as you do when you get older, because your body doesn't, you know, you you can't just let it go, uh-uh. you it know, free. You more. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to kind of pay attention to what it's saying and um you know they're definitely like once i'm able to make those connections of like i i just that sounds that i'm sure that tastes wonderful Mm -hmm. you know but 
But man, if I eat it, I know how sure. I'm gonna feel. I feel crummy. And so I think I think that's an effort. To, it's not like crap. I just ate 500 more calories, and right. and I'm now beating my myself right. up. I blew it. Right. Right. So how does this relate to? Let's take it into the work that we do. How does what makes this important for us to be talking about when we're mostly working with people that are dealing with pretty hard stuff, right? Betrayal yeah. trauma. Um, you know relationships falling apart infidelity infidelity right. depression anxiety yeah. those adjustment issues what makes yeah. this important well i think that people come in uh, those types of events can can just immediately create dysregulation right. in in your body and so you know that type of trauma has i mean you could be the most regulated person on the planet and go through something like that and then you have Im- immediately your body's immediately gone into fight or flight mode and it yep. is and you're completely dysregulated. And so, you know, it, you know, for us and working with people going through that, like we have to go back, in my opinion, you know, we have to go back to the basics and teach them grounding techniques mm-hmm. and talk about some of these fundamental things, just in an effort to get them somewhat regulated, right? right? Because it's not going to happen overnight, obviously. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, and I think, too, that you have to remember that trauma happens to the whole mind-body-spirit, right? And so um, we need to slow down and take care of the whole, all those, you know, parts or whatever you want to say that about yourself. And that means you got to rest your body, Mm -hmm. right? you got to try to rest your body, right? You've got to move your body when it's time, and you've got to fuel your body. So I think those are really important. And um, when, when our clients come in and they've, you know, just been devastated by something, and you say, I need you to focus on sleep. I need you to try to, you know, eat something today. Like for you to get, and what do you, you know, that can sound like you're distracting them, but it's not. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to actually process the trauma that's happened to you, your brain and body need to be online and they need to be humming together, right? They need to be communicating. And in order to do that, we've got to address it from mm-hmm. a basic fundamental position, right? And so... And it's like a lot of things, like maybe your mom or someone wise always said to you, like, oh, no, calm down before you make a decision, mm-hmm. right? And so this is kind of what we're reiterating. Let's get ourselves a little bit more online mm-hmm. before we start trying to, you know, f- process ourselves through this journey of healing after a traumatic ex- event right. or experience. Yeah. I think, too, like, for people who are going through this, like, they they have this conundrum that's happening because when the, when the, is it, am I, is it parasympathetic, right? It's fight or flight. Am I getting that, or is it auto- is the get up and go? The sympathetic, yeah. the sympathetic, and the para is the rest and digest. Right. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, I get them all mixed up, like in the autonomic and, and things know. like that. Sure. But the, you know, when you're entering into that fight or flight stage, like always have to talk about this as this is the part of your brain that doesn't have eyes, like it can't see contextually that you're okay. Mm. It just, it feels like you're in danger, you know? And so it does what it's supposed to do. Mm. But then you have the part of you that does have eyes that sees that you're not in danger and yet you're feeling this way. Mm-hmm. And there's this, there's this, uh, conflict that's happening with what, with that part of your brain that can see, in the part of your brain that feels right, and in that survivor versus basically the neocortex versus the um, limbic brain, right? And so, when I think that's w- what creates the distress with people is that 
then they start asking questions. Why am I feeling this? Why is this happening to me? Like, why am I feeling this way? Or sometimes even like a year in, mm -hmm. they're still like, why am I still right. feeling this way? Because the there's that part that's operating uh, based upon, you know, stimuli, mm -hmm. you know, and that part they can't see is like it, it, it feels enough like something else you've experienced to for it to go into that fight or flight response mm -hmm. you know and so so part of i think the work in like helping people starting to get regulated is to let them know that that, that this is normal mm -hmm. like in in helping them learn to be grateful for the part of their body that cares enough about them to keep them safe but that, you know, it's kind of start chipping away at letting that that part of their brain know that it's uh, that that they're OK, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But when I think what happens, they start to resist it like they get they're mad that they're mad. Mm -hmm. They're sad that they're sad. Yeah. And I think that creates even more dysregulation. Sure. And so I think kind of one of the first steps is help them to accept like you're you're supposed to be upset. Right. You're supposed to be sad in situations like this. Your brain knows very much what it's doing. Mm -hmm. you, and so sometimes it's learning to not push back so hard against it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that that's easier to do when you regulated your central nervous system through those yeah. basics, right? Which is, again, why it's so important. And I think it's, again, it sounds, it can sound either simplistic or, or just uh, even can sound the other extreme ridiculous. But, okay, what would happen if... We give this some time and you get yourself in, you know, get some good rest, right? Mm -hmm. If you feed yourself, if you, you know, try to move your body a little bit and let's, right. then we'll talk about what's going on with mm -hmm. you emotionally, psychologically and relationally. Yeah. And, and when you're going through stuff like that, I can remember when I was going through some stuff years ago and I would get out and go for a run. Like I was blown away at how emotional I would get mm -hmm. and have no clue. Like, where is this coming from? Sure. Like I've never finished a run and then wanted to start crying mm -hmm. you know but that's like when you're when you're working to regulate your body like your body is going to want to release the stress sure. that's holding on to you right Absolutely. and that's what one of the main points of mm -hmm. crying is so your body can release that stress yeah you know so so how do we break this down one of the things you mentioned was this doesn't have to become a narrow box right you don't have to eat four things or sleep in a specific way but mm -hmm. how do we help people say i'd like to get better at those basics what would you say well that's a good question do you think that people are i see i'm doing the therapist thing i'm gonna I answer know, a question with are. a question that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think that it, that's what we're helping people like wanting to get better at it or you know, that they're, they're already wanting to get better at it, but there's something else that is kind of, you know, like there's some kind of roadblock. That's, because because all, one thing I always say is, like, you can really want something and still not do it. And then, of course, it's really annoying when people say, well, if you really wanted it, then you would do it. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that's true. I think that there's a lot of people that really want to make certain changes in their life and are just, there is some kind of mental sure. or emotional block. Sure there so both of course i'll give you the annoying therapist answer <laughs> yeah that's right mm -hmm. yeah you know how they give it back sure um, yeah. um I, to, for me i think 
is learning to be kind to yourself yeah. with the struggle. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I think all of us to some degree have a fear of failure. You know, I think that's more of the human condition than anything else that, you know, to, to, sh- to struggle with something, especially when it's related to our own bodies, our own existence. We don't like that. Mm-hmm. And, and then we can be really hard on ourselves. And that was actually one of the things I put in the description is that, you know, we, you know, when we talk about like, we see kids on sports teams and we're like, man, that kid, those, that kid's really hard on himself. And I'm like, who isn't mm-hmm. like we, I think everybody is hard on themselves. Yeah. Like, and probably I would venture to say that most people are too hard on themselves. And uh, I think that's probably for, so for me, that's probably one of the first things I would tackle is let's work at being kind to yourself. Sure. I think kind to yourself. And I think even just if you're talking about people that are trying to refocus on those or people who are struggling because of an experience that I think we add the word enough and they're like, just do enough, just right. do your best just, um, you know, like mm-hmm. in digging into the sleep research, like, yeah, sure. It'd be mm-hmm. great if we all slept seven to eight hours a day straight mm-hmm. and didn't wake up but you know six yeah. is better than than five and yeah. waking up three times rather than four is better mm-hmm. and laying there and if you're not sleeping but you're laying and you're at least enjoying feeling comfortable right. that's better than nothing right and so giving yeah. yourself that compassion and I'm, hey i'm doing the best that i can it, it has to be you know better than it could be, perhaps for today i can call that good enough so don't you think that word enough is a super powerful word? Because mm-hmm. I think like when, so like I'm, you know, picturing it, of course I've said that to clients too, and <clears throat> that, you know, this, this uh, drive to be enough, you know, so when so your therapist is sitting across from you saying, why can't that just be enough? Mm-hmm. Let's just strive for good enough, which is really what they're going for anyways, but it's yeah. not the implication there is good enough from your standard, mm. good enough for you instead of good enough for this person or good enough for that person. Right. And, and so maybe sometimes for the first time there, this idea is being presented vocally that why not just, go good enough for you right now mm-hmm. which might be something never i mean a lot of people probably haven't ever given really considered sure. yeah right and that helps you know what your basic is when you say yeah. it's good enough for me yeah it's mm-hmm. just also hard to do yeah. right right again maybe why, why we're talking about this today circle back to every right. now and again checking on this stuff but i do think that i'm not i don't think you and i being you know relational therapists that uh, we would say that you just say the heck with everybody else right? and what in their opinions of your thoughts and how your actions or behaviors affect them. But I do think like if you want somebody else to be convinced you're good enough, you got to be convinced first. Like it's mm-hmm. a really hard sell to do it the other way. And it's also really asking a lot because you're basically saying, would you love me more than I love me? Yeah. And the other person probably is like, uh, yeah, but <laughs> man, it's, it's going to get tedious eventually. Yeah. I, I hope that you would learn to love yourself. I and mean, we can all pick, think about people in our lives that have had a hard time with that. And you're just like, man, if you could just see you how I see you. Right. And it's because 
you not loving yourself is really kind of taxing on me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you but know. that's the, I think that's the journey we're on always. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't end. I agree. I have a question for you. Achievable. Though. Mm-hmm. A question that you don't know I'm going to ask. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> she loves these. What What is a, a self-care effort, activity, whatever, that you know, like you know it would be good for you to do and you just won't oh, do it? I, every year, you know what my New Year's resolution is? What? I'm going to meditate on the regular. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that that's even uh, – I'm not doing that either. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Mindfulness, yeah. you know, whatever, right? Yeah. Like, I, I I, think I can do, be, I am more mindful, but I don't regularly. Yeah. Every year, that's my New Year's resolution. Yeah. And guess what? Every year, I'm like, well, when am I going to really fit that in? Yeah. I know it's great. <laughs> it's one of do. the basics, right? I know it would yeah. be helpful. I'm better at moving yeah. than I am at resting. I need to work. Right. Of course, whatever you're better at, you need to work on the other side. But yeah. I don't do it. Yeah, I, I really you? do. Like, I've had some clients that are really, really good meditators, and I, I really do envy it. Like, mm-hmm. um, that is impressive, people that can yeah. can etch out that time. And, yeah. Right, uh, we'll admit yours before we run Well, mine's all, along the same lines. Mine's yoga. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, and I know, like, I, I hurt my back a couple of years ago, and I did yoga for, like, two weeks, and... It was like, like that's the closest thing to a to ibuprofen <laughs> without taking ibuprofen. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was like, I was blown away on how good my back felt those two weeks, and uh, I'm like, I'm gonna keep doing this, and of course I did. And I'm gonna get back to doing mm-hmm. this. And I'm like, but it's kind of like it's again, it's on, it's like there's something about being still where I'm like, well, I could I could go for a run or something and like it's my brain just has it just hasn't clicked my wife is different she does yoga every single day and she so she her brain has made the connection of the benefits in it but i just i just haven't got there yet so it's still on my radar yeah it can be our new year's resolutions again right yeah of course (laughs) but you know you only put the things on your on your new year's resolutions that you know are gonna fall through right otherwise you don't put them on there you just do them So, if I really want to do it, I probably shouldn't put it on my New Year's yeah, you resolution. You shouldn't do it, right? Maybe next year, year after. Right. <laughs> Keep kicking that yeah. can. Yeah. It's like, All right. Well, uh, we're going to go take good care of ourselves for the rest of the day now. Well, I hope so. Okay. I got a bunch of paperwork to do. You plan to? Mm-hmm. A whole schedule to, to get done. Okay. And then you're going to go to bed at a reasonable hour after, after, no, after no blue light for an hour and all that good stuff. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Very good. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we appreciate uh, everybody that tunes in, listens to this, hopes that the information is helpful, yeah. as always. Mm-hmm. And there, the different resources and things that we mentioned, uh, we'll make sure, to you know, whether it's books or podcasts and things like that, we'll put in the show notes or the, the description. Um, is there any other resources you wanted to mention? So we, we mentioned the Huberman Labs, mm-hmm. uh, the, um, the Outlive book. Sure. You mentioned uh, Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. Yeah, book. I think The Power of Habits, another good Power of Habits, really, really yeah, good excellent book. book. Yeah. What uh, about, like, are there any, we used to recommend, like, health journeys. I don't know if they're still, I don't they know still if exist. they still do guided imagery, but I just, even looking up guided imagery, because most Americans, yeah, we can't just meditate. We yeah. need guidance. We I'm, need I'm a big fan of Headspace app. I, sure. Uh, I, was, I still use that when I get on planes sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the Headspace Calm. or Calm app, mm-hmm. but any type of guided imagery. YouTube has lots yeah. and lots available. Yeah. 
Yeah, in fact, uh, when it comes to yoga and stuff, uh, my wife does uh, does it all on YouTube. So. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so there you go. There we go. We fixed it all. Yep. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll see you back next time. Thank you.